0: Hello. Hi. And welcome to episode 10 of of We We Go Go Off. Off.
1: You got it this week. I I did it. I
0: did it. I did.
1: Good job. Well,
0: I'm your host, Ethan. I'm Pam. And it's so good that you guys are joining us on this 10th episode. Can you believe it? We have a little... uh double dose double double not double dose. What is it? Double digit uh episodes. Oh, we're in double yes, digits now. We're in the double
1: digits. I was telling Ethan before this. I was shocked we made it ten weeks, but we made it ten, we can do another ten, right? So we're keeping with this train. Uh but welcome. Thanks for joining us. Um yeah, it's... What did, Yeah, what did you do this weekend, Ethan? It's been oh, a second.
0: Yes, I know. So, this weekend was actually super cool. Um yeah. So, I had known about a family wedding that was going to be going on down in Alamogordo, um, New Mexico. So... I had been like super excited and prepared for this mm-hmm. and so i went down there this weekend and so my grandpa had 13 brothers and sisters right
1: 13
0: 13
1: i'm sorry <laughs> he tells me this like every now and then and every time i'm just shocked.
0: i'm like 13 <laughs> yeah so i had
1: a reality show me dude because. really
0: yeah <laughs> Uh tourist and counting you know <laughs> <laughs> I don't know but uh so yeah we I come from a really big family I didn't know like any of them existed I actually found out about this family because one of my cousins invited me to her graduation party oh yeah and she was just like very casual about it she's like you should totally come to my graduation party she's like you're gonna meet some family that you've never met before so I was like okay cool like I'll probably meet like a couple of cousins I had never met before. And
1: side note, his cousin is so cool. I met her. She's such a bi- I love her, ah, right? She's so fun. Oh my
0: god, yeah. So she's just like so sweet and like she kinda like has like brought the family together. But I go to her graduation party and when I show up there, um, like I open up the door and there's like fifty people who oh, <laughs> Oh are just like me. Like they all look like me. They're mm-hmm. all acting like me. They say if like you're a Taurus that you're like one of three things. You're
1: a Taurus. <laughs> uh,
0: they say you're either an alcoholic, a womanizer, or an artist. <laughs> <laughs> or a mix of the three. So <laughs> no, not like the, any of that oh. stuff was happening there. But it was just like I That's met hilarious. these people and they were all like my energy. They were my vibe. Like I was just like this is my tribe. This is my clan. Like yeah. it's just like I felt that. So uh cut to like this weekend we all get together and like there's so much family everywhere so um (laughs) we went to like this lodge right and originally it was just gonna be like 16 of us and by the end of it like 24 people had showed up (laughs) to this lodge so the the, the, this poor we were just a party everywhere we went right so like (laughs) this whole weekend was just like full of like laughter love and just like Um, The family hadn't been together because they live all over around the United States. They hadn't been together in years. And so, like, this was, like, the first time that everyone had come together in a long time. So, it was just a beautiful weekend. So, like, I'm just, like, still riding that high, honestly. It's just been beautiful. And, like, I've gotten connected with so many of my cousins. And it's just, like, I want to just keep this energy and this vibe rolling. Oh,
1: that's so beautiful. I will say, Ethan and I are both blessed to have a pretty connected family and i love those family reunions i think it's very much a powerful thing to see where you come from and so i think that's super cool and i'm excited yeah. you had such a great time yeah. me happy.
0: well i want to hear what you did this weekend uh,
1: <laughs> you want to hear what i did yeah yeah let's
0: what hear about it
1: Not. i'm just kidding <laughs> no, no i'm um, just kidding <laughs> i had a very much relaxed weekend i felt like the past few weekends i've been like go 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 So it was nice to have a weekend where I could just relax, stay in. There was some, you know, fall cleaning we had to do, my husband and I, in our apartment. So we cleaned through that. That's
0: that's good. I need to do that. Jesus Christ.
1: The biggest thing that's always a struggle for me, at least, is uh cleaning out or like donating the clothes that you don't wear anymore
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: because like there's outfits i'm like oh that was so cute but like i haven't worn it in seven months <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so it's like i guess it's time to give it's it time a new home but it's very
0: have you ever watched the marie Kondo series on netflix by the way i've
1: heard about it i haven't watched it but isn't it like like it, love it, or something like that.
0: Well, yeah, you basically you hold like the item in your hands, right? And you hold it, and you're like, does this bring me joy?
1: Yes, does it. Bring and me joy,
0: yeah. if it does bring you joy, then you keep it, and if not, then you thank it for its service and you send it on its way. Wow. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. So I did not do that. <laughs> <laughs> I like. She's like Bobby. <laughs> was like. This shirt, not me. And I would just throw it in a pile. Of, like, these pants don't fit in the Dang! Them away.
0: So, I'm surprised you have anything because everything always looks so cute. Oh, like,
1: he's too kind. I mean, there are definitely a few items of clothing that I have had for like years and I've consistently worn them. But I mean, as a lot of us, I feel like we've known, as you grow older, you get into adulthood, you kind yeah. of fill out in certain areas that, you know, in high school. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Don't tell what I no, no, no,
0: no, no, um, <laughs> no. Nothing happened. Nothing happened.
1: But in high school, you know, I had shirts and, like, pants I loved wearing. But, you know, I've grown out of them. I have to look at different types and things that I like wearing. So that's always the sad part is when there's things that I love that I no longer can fit. It's yeah. Like, that's a bummer. But... It's but always you nice grow, to Your it.
0: style evolves. You evolve yeah. as a person. You can't expect you're always yeah, going to keep the same stuff. Exactly. You know?
1: That's what we were talking about in that fashion episode. So it's very much like just the evolution of my fashion. But it's always sad when you have a favorite article of clothing that you're like, I have to part with you. Yeah. <laughs> this is the end. My
0: heart will go on. You know. <laughs> Basically, with
1: this,
0: this Cheer show. Cheer yeah. up. <laughs> just
1: kidding. Um, <laughs> Wherever you are.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry, guys. Really old. Cool. Toasty
0: right now it's, We're feeling good I'm definitely Feeling the yeah, vibe you I feel know? Like it's,
1: it's a fun time Yeah But other than that um, The only other thing I did this weekend Was I went to brunch With my in-laws So that was really nice It's always fun To catch up with them But That was all I did
0: That's good You have good in-laws You know Because I have like Some friends who don't Have
1: horror stories They have right? horror
0: stories Oh and, goodness I mean They're so sweet I've met them And they're They're just precious So I'm glad that you had A good brunch with them Yeah Yeah
1: fun I'm very much a talker so I think that might be why they enjoy me because I'm just like oh, a they <laughs> just keep going <laughs> but it's always fun stuff I'm not one to be like me 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 and like not exactly I think that's a big part but
0: yeah I think when somebody talks about themselves that's been that's when I check out you know like,
1: okay you've been talking for 30 minutes <laughs> I think we're good next topic right <laughs> yeah exactly
0: but yeah. So, uh, this week we just wanted to get together. And of course we have some housekeeping before we get into the episode itself. So our Instagram handle is we go off podcast. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Apple podcasts, Anchor podcasts, uh, Google podcasts, um, the RSS feed and obviously all those beautiful options depending on where all you right. listen uh last week when we were talking about everything we were uh doing the zombie apocalypse pam survival story and let me tell you i will say i did not know there was going to be that much reading so buzzed (laughs) ethan over here reading that was a fucking experience let me tell you i
1: mean bless ethan's heart i i had like briefly glimpsed at the book beforehand not like going deep. I just like gloss through the pages, and like most of them seem pretty, like you know, two paragraphs, very yeah. little. But the paragraphs like are like the choices I chose. Unfortunately, it was like three pages of reading before you got to a choice. And I, was, and
0: I know you guys can't see this because this is an audio podcast, but there is, like moments when I like would look <laughs> down at the book, and my eyes would just get big. I mean, and then you hear him like,
1: take a deep breath. He'd be like.
0: Oh,
1: <sighs> I was like, oh no!
0: But I really enjoyed that. Like, honestly, I wanted to see if you were going to survive. You said that you hadn't gotten a chance to get back to it though yet, right? I have
1: not. I will have to post an update. I didn't go through my choices. I didn't keep going on that. Um, I've been kind of busy this week with work, but I'll definitely have to let you all know if I yeah. survive to the end or if I end up dying. And I'll tell you what killed me if I do die. <laughs> but, you know, that's intriguing. But luckily this week, I'm pretty excited. Um, a little bit later on, we'll get to hear Ethan's survival story Ooh. in a haunted house. That's the one he chose. You know, and I think it'll be uh, spectacular.
0: I think I'm going to do it. I really I think do. You right. I think
1: you have that, you know, knowledge, the ability to reason with yourself. Yeah, you might want to <laughs> oh, run, no. but maybe it's better to fight, you know?
0: Ooh, I don't know. I'm I'm a fighter for sure. <laughs> That's so, for sure. Um, yeah, so as we were saying a little bit earlier, we're definitely buzzed. Um, and there's kind of a reason for that because we are drinking (laughs) buzz balls. Oh my Oh, my gosh, this is
1: the first time I've had these buzz balls. Um, Ethan called me previously, like, previous to this episode was like, have you tried them? And I was like, no, what are they? Like, I've seen them everywhere. Yeah,
0: no, literally her exact words were, is this a shot or is this a drink? <laughs> and I said, it's both.
1: <laughs> like, how <laughs> so, do you handle that? Yeah. But I'm all for it. Me and Ethan are both down bitches. So we're yeah, like, we are. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> so, we've already had like this one that tastes like chocolate milk, and we that's have another good. one in front of us that's a pina colada chiller.
1: Definitely not as good as the chocolate milk, I will say.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's why I probably should have started this out on the pina colada one and then moved into the chocolate milk one. Maybe,
1: but depending. Well, if we get more drunk, I feel like it'll be easier to drink. You know, that's, true. that's true. That's true. Yeah, It, tastes, fantastic. it tastes
0: amazing. But we right. also are simultaneously drinking, uh, did you know that Simply... Uh, we're drinking Simply spiked lemonade. Did you yes. know... So, like, they make lemonade, right? I didn't yeah. know that they make alcoholic beverages now. I, I think everybody's have. getting into this game, though, whether it's a seltzer yeah. or something. Everyone is doing it. So I'm not necessarily surprised, but it was just funny. As soon as I saw it at the store, I was like, I'm bringing her home. <laughs> we're
1: trying this. Yeah. yeah. No, I definitely agree with you. I think a lot of these drinks or the makers of these drinks have realized people use these as mixers so why not just include our own alcohol in our mixer boom dude so when when one and done you know like you're just
0: cannibalize like the entire like franchise you know you i mean knock out the middleman i
1: don't think alcohol will ever be cannibalized by like one certain oh no 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 company But it definitely gives you more options. And I've always liked Simply Lemonade. I think that's one of my favorite lemonades. So yeah. So, like seeing the spiked version of it, I was like, you got me sold.
2: Yes. Down. So,
1: good choice, Ethan. He picked these ones up. Today, yeah. So very good. But let's go ahead and move on to the song of the week. Dude, what yeah. What did you
0: pick, Ethan? Well, I've been jamming a lot. You know, like, uh, it's a three-hour drive from Albuquerque down to Alamogordo. So, like, I yeah. had a lot of time. Right. listen to some podcasts, but I definitely, like, jammed to some music. Good. Yeah. And so, I revisit visited a song that I haven't listened to in a little while. Um, and it's... Well, actually, that's kind of a lie. I mean, this song is always, like, my go-to party song, so... Okay. But I feel like I just want to bring it to light for those folks that don't know about it. So, it's really? called Doses and Mimosas by Cherub. Okay. And so, this is, like, definitely, like, a party song. Like, um, I think it was released back in, like, 2011. And oh, so, okay. it, it does have, like, a little... It's a little long in the tooth, if you might say it. But... <laughs> I love this song. It's, like, just definitely, like, my hype song. Like, it, like, has, like, a slow progression into it. And then the chorus is just iconic. And, um, I don't know. It's just, like, a song that everybody can sing to. So, if you haven't checked it out, definitely go check out uh, Cherub's Doses and Mimosas because it's a bomb-ass song.
1: It's a good song. And
0: what about you, dear Pamela?
1: My song. So, I guess you and I both kind of were going back to our older songs this week. But, um... I remember well this song in particular, the one I chose, really reminds me of high school, just because it very like you know you have these emotions, these like very sentimental feelings involved with that. Yes. And so the song that I chose was "A Sky Full of Stars" by Coldplay. That's
0: so good. I mean, I think
1: everyone has probably heard it, whether it's like in the store or on their radio that like shuffles through everything. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think for me, why I really like the song, um, as you may have seen through like some of my choices, I'm very much like a vibey song type person. And this song is incredibly vibey in the point where like there's techno, but then there's also really good vocals as well. So
0: yes, and I mean, as soon as you said that, like like when you said high school, like it literally transported me to riding in the car.
1: Yes, um,
0: like just like with my friends, and like when the song was released, it was huge. It like was I loved huge. it, but yeah. I felt like it was also very niche. Like not everybody like.
1: Yeah. Jam to it,
0: but it's such a calming song, and I think I'm gonna have to revisit, especially that album Magic by Coldplay. Oh, so good! Oh, it's so good. Yeah, um,
1: yeah, definitely. The song I chose, love it, and I definitely recommend if you're wanting something more. I guess I wouldn't say calm or say but more casual. Yeah, this is a great song for that. So totally. Yeah. Well, I guess it's. At that point of the episode, Ethan, oh my God. we're about to see how you do in the haunted house. I'm a
0: scaredy cat. I am like, you? I'm a little nervous. So if you I'm go like... to
1: like actual like haunted houses, like ha- what type of personality are you? Are you a runner or are you just to embrace it and deal with it?
0: Well, it's funny because I feel like I have a different reaction every time. So like, okay. some, I, like at work... Um, I have some friends that will scare me and they'll do it kind of religiously because oh, every time they man. scare me I have a different reaction. You never know what you're gonna get. You might get like a motherfucker out of me Or you might get me like swinging like it's just like it's a uh, roll of the dice So you just don't know what you're gonna get oh, so That I think, is
1: intriguing. I'm yeah. very much a screamer so good thing you're really. doing this one and not me because I'll be like Nope, running out of the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I in. why am I here? So
0: I mean I've stayed in a lot of things for way too long, so I'm pretty sure I'm gonna stay in this <laughs> oh, house. Oh
1: ah! my god! <laughs> oh <laughs> my I god. Can't. But <laughs> let's see if you survive Ethan. I'd be curious to see. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: once again, this is a clicker book and it's called Haunted. It's by James, I would say Chenep.
0: Schnepp, I think that's what we decided yeah. last episode.
1: So James Schnepp, he makes these really cool choice books. So very much like how in certain video games you're able to choose your storyline, that's kind of what these books are. You yeah. choose your storyline. So you kind of, if you had listened to the zombie episode, it was another book by James Schnepp and... um I did all right, so we'll have you, to see. You killed
0: it, honestly. I got lucky. And like we said, like you can get this on Amazon or pretty much anywhere that books are available. Right. Um, this author is really good. I really like his writing style, so yeah. you guys should definitely check him out.
1: Yes, definitely check him out. I think what's funny is he definitely includes like modern day. Yeah,
0: there's pop culture references. Yes. I really appreciated that. That yeah. was really cool. So, with all that being said, let's get into this haunted house. Yes,
1: indeed. So, haunted by James Schnapp. All right. Sorry, I need to clear my voice. Anyway. You're browsing online job listings when the knock sounds upon your front door. It takes a moment to register the sound. So long have you been there without guests? Now you rise without delay and walk to see who's there. But when you answer, you only you see only an express mail envelope left on your welcome mat. Mm. Marked. Same day delivery guaranteed. The Ooh. delivery person is nowhere in sight. Bending down, you take the envelope, then return inside and close the door. The quick tab cuts across the cardboard. Mailer, as you pull... Up, On it? Oh, goodness, you're right. This is difficult.
0: You got this. You got (laughs) this. I have faith. All
1: right, so you pull on the envelope. There is another smaller envelope inside, which reads, official selection notification. Now your pulse quickens at the prospect of gainful employment as you wonder what career opportunity this might be related to. Over a year has passed since you were deemed non-essential and told to stay home. Several months have elapsed since your remote work position was made redundant and you were let go.
0: Jesus, so this is like post-COVID. Okay, okay.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes it is. This could be the first promising lead on the job hunt in weeks. With With tremulous hands, you open the second envelope. Strangely, the seal on the rear has already been broken. Inside, you find a simple so card. So it's not
0: a virgin. Got you. Oh, okay, yeah, straight up open. It's open. This. They opened it.
1: The stationery is nice enough, like a wedding invitation, although without the usual accompanying flourishes. The card reads, Congratulations! We are pleased to inform you that we would like you to join us on the season of the offering. Ooh. The card bearer is hereby granted entry to E House. Startups use strange terms for employees these days, but even so, this seems a bizarre invitation. Season? Granted entry? Tansky House? And what exactly is the offering You rack your brain, but can't remember applying to a company within that name. Hmm. You've sent in countless job applications and filled, filled out myriad online questionnaires, so it's not surprising you can't recall the details. The bottom line of the card contains a tiny row of fine print. This reads, Terms and conditions apply. To qualify for the million-dollar grand prize, you must stay all three nights. No cell phones, portable electronics, or other recording devices are allowed. If you leave the premises or otherwise attempt to contact the outside world, you will be disqualified and forfeit all rights for the prize winnings.
0: I'm going to get my money, honey.
1: You better stay there. Oh, I
0: will. (laughs) I'll do this.
1: Oh, so it's a scam, you think? Some kind of bulk junk mail contest offering untold riches. But if that were true, why send it same-day delivery? Hoping to learn more, you look inside the cardboard mailer. There's a sticky note at the bottom that may have fallen off the envelope. The the handwritten note reads, Hey, still between jobs? A bit random, but three nights in a haunted house for one million? Kind of a cool idea for a reality TV show starts tonight at sunset. That's it. That's all it says. Not even a signature. It's conversational, but not exactly personal. A coworker from your last job? Someone you interviewed with for a position you didn't get? Could you have accidentally signed up for something while late-night web browsing? (laughs) Curiosity gets the better of you, and you head back to the Internet. Leaving the job listing for an account executive at Human Infinite Technologies for later, you open a tab and search for The Offering TV Show. (laughs) (laughs) Bingo! The first hit brings you to a website with preview text. What is The Offering? The flash intro on the webpage fades in from black. Three nights, $1 million, a severely haunted house, no scripted drama. This is reality, as you've never seen it before. Learn more, question mark. When you click the final words on the screen, the webpage fills with text. The offering is just that. If you can stay in the house for three consecutive nights, you will receive a million-dollar prize. There will be other small tasks to ensure you explore the house and learn its secrets but only those in possession of an invitation card will be able to find the house. Due to the nature of a hidden camera program, no representative from the offering will be available to greet you at the property. So please let yourself in and make yourself at home. Should you choose to arrive at the house, you are agreeing not to hold the offering, LLC, responsibility for any grave bodily harm caused by your own actions or nature of exploring the house. Huh. It's paramount that you arrive before sunset, and it's not recommended that you look into the tragedies that befell the house. This is an open invitation. Bring an open mind.
0: Uh, I'm not good at the open mind. <laughs> I, I think I do have turn around. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's ominous, but not altogether unsurprising. Arriving before sunset seems like sound advice. The veil between the world we know and the unknowable is thinnest when the night is dark. You look back to the invitation card and reread, the card bearer is hereby granted entry to Tansky House. Tansky House. A quick quick map search shows a pin on the outskirts of town, a private road leading into the woods. It doesn't have a numbered address and the road itself is not named, but online maps can still direct you towards the dropped pin. Based on the current time, you need to move quickly if you're going to arrive before sunset. Fuck. Could this really be a new t- kind of TV show? The whole concept seems like insanity, yet here you are, actually considering it.
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm literally, I'm, I'm pondering, I'm pondering.
1: <laughs> I mean, a million dollars, who wouldn't consider it? Yeah,
0: exactly. That could get us a little house, you know, in today's economy. Kidding me. Seriously?
1: A million dollars for three days work? This could change your life. Bills are coming, due, overdue even, and gainful employment is nowhere in sight. You could pay off all the credit cards, buy a new house, and just go on permanent vacation. The possibilities are endless.
0: Literally? What? Yeah? Literally, that's exactly what I was thinking. Everything in that last... Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. If I got Keep you going. hooked. Yeah, I'm hooked. Called, right? I'm hooked. What will you do? Ready? Uh huh. You have two choices. One, you can go for it. Use your time to focus on packing a suitcase, extra shirts, different layers. I know you.
0: <laughs> God damn. There could
1: be anything inside this house. Or option two, figure out what you're getting into first. Despite the recommendation not to, do a quick web search on these supposed hauntings. What are you going to do? Oh,
0: man. You
2: to
1: look into it or just go with it?
0: Well, oh, here's the thing. I feel like I do research my shit for the most part. You do? Right? Mm-hmm. But I think also I am like a spontaneous person who kind of does live on a whim. So oh. I feel like I got to just like investigate and I got to probably go with option one. I got to just You're pack just gonna
1: my like shit. Pack your suitcase and go for it? Yeah. All right.
0: Oh, God. <laughs>
1: That's risky business, but let's do it. Be prepared. Physical talismans can ward off evil, even if those talismans only come in the form of a favorite shirt or a comfortable sweater.
2: Mm -hmm. So
1: you focus on these instead of the house. Your words used on the production company website, severely haunted, plague your mind. But you try to keep busy by planning your overnight bag. No point in carrying the baggage of... That's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> no point in carrying the baggage of preconceived notions with you. Besides, if you're headed into a den of unspeakable horrors, you might need a few changes of underwear, for example.
0: <laughs> Dude, I always do that. Any trip I go on, I'm always packing, like, four pairs of underwear, Literally. even if it's, like, a two-night stay.
1: For a trip to Almagordo, he's like, Cab, yeah, help me with my clothes. He was going to bring, like, five sets of clothes.
0: <laughs> Three pairs of suits for the wedding alone. Yeah. So, anyways.
1: <laughs> Let's keep going. So funny. All right. If it's to be an old house, it might be drafty, so it's worth packing something warm. But if it has poor ventilation, it might be stuffy. And you don't want to be overdressed and sweating the whole time. Literally. So you dot 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 overpack. It knows you it
0: knows me. It knows me. <laughs> if
1: your greatest fear is being unprepared for a trip, it won't come to fruition today. Thank God. In addition, you look through your belongings for anything that might be out of use sage to help cleanse the house a bible crucifix and holy water silver bullets regular bullets he specifically said no electronic devices so any ghost hunting tech you own is out not even a flashlight
0: damn it on
1: short notice you'll have to make do with whatever you have on hand Once you're finished, you post a quick message on social media announcing your departure for a few days, which means you'll probably be accused of vague booking only to return to a slew of notifications asking if you're okay or need to talk. After three nights in a severely haunted house, you might just need that. Uh huh. You've never been on this road before, towards the outskirts of town. It's funny how a whole township, once a made road diverts away, can languish and fade away to a ghost town. Still, if the directions are to be believed, you're headed all the way out here just for a single house. The road, if you can't even call it at one point, feels like something out of a fairy tale. Not the modern glitzy Disney kind, but something out of an ancient tale of warning. The Brothers Grimm.
0: I knew that's who they were going to (laughs)
1: reference. These are thick ancient woods with gnarled limbs reaching up towards each other to form an arch, blotting out the sun prematurely. You turn on your car headlights. Between the passing trees, you catch sight of the house, but stay focused on the road, allowing yourself only fleeting glimpses in the periphery. With each flash, the house grows steadily, and so does your creeping dread. Mm. Eventually, the private drive opens up, and you get a full look at the house. It's a stately manor, a gigantic Queen Anne-style house. Again, a fairy tale comes to mind. This time, perhaps, the Disney variety would be appropriate, it wouldn't surprise you if the beast lurked within, cursed, immortal, <laughs> and craven. With so much space in, that, in a house this size, whatever was trapped within was bound to go mad. There is one grand entrance, above which are turreted windows, encapsulated with a pointed cap tower. The dwelling is at least two stories high, with an open widow's window, walk wrapping around the rooftop. Parking your car, you get out to catch a better look. A huge oak tree obscures your view, now that you're right out front. You walk beneath it and see one of the thicker branches has a bald patch, rubbed raw. Perhaps by a rope swing, and made smooth by the passage of time. No lights are on in the house. No other vehicles are here, yet you can't help but feel like you're being watched. If it weren't such an absurd thought, you might think the house itself were watching you arrive. The house casts grand shadow... At the approach of sunset, and the golden lamp forces the curtains on the window to re- reveal shapes of sculptures, lamps, or whatever else is inside. It may look abandoned, but it's certainly furnished. Hmm. You squint, the sun at the horizon comes coming directly at you. Under this angle, it's hard to catch all the details, and you move to the eclipse the setting sun behind the house while going in for a closer look. Cellar doors hint at a subterranean section below the house. There's a pair of signs on the front lawn. First, a bronze plaque on a wooden post as if this were a museum piece, which could tell you more. On the opposite side of the front walkway, the other reads, For Sale, Coel Reality Group. Well, a reality TV show is certainly a creative way to advertise a home for sale. What now? Hmm. Two options, okay? Oh, God. You can one knock on the front door and announce yourself. If there's someone inside this house watching you, it's best if you don't surprise whoever or whatever is inside. Or option two, walk the grounds briefly, read the bronze plaque, and explore the periphery. I think that's right. If you're not allowed to leave the house for the next three nights, this might be your only chance to look around.
0: I think I'm gonna go with option two you because look I around. I want to look around. I might as well figure it out before I, like, completely, like, commit.
1: You're over here, like, already looking for an escape path.
0: (laughs) Hey, you gotta know all your exits. Exit strategies, you know? You're
1: not wrong. I'm all for it. All right. Gnawing at the edges. Despite being an older house, everything is immaculately maintained. Sure, it could be because the house is for sale, but eerily, it simply feels like the house doesn't age, no cracks in the foundation, no weeds shooting up the periphery, nothing fading, no dust. You walk across the tightly shorn grass, freshly mowed, but with no evidence of clippings. Based on the strong, earthy smell, you'd guess someone did the yard work today. The sign is topped with the U.S. Department of Interior seal insignia. Ooh. I know, It's fancy. <laughs> okay,
0: fancy.
1: And the bronze plaque finally gives the house a name, the Tansky House. The Tansky House was built in 1885 by Dan and Jackie Tansky, serving as the first elected county sheriff's office. Both died inside the property in 1887 after the four successive sheriffs suffered from heart and blood ailments during their residency in the Tansky House. The county voted to relocate the position of the sheriff's office to Mercury City, where it has remained ever since. This property and the corresponding jail have been placed on the National Register of Historic Places. Jail? You look around. No other structure is within sight. Maybe it's on the rear side, you think, hidden by the overgrown tree line.
0: Oh, I've been there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Knowing that sunset is rapidly approaching, you don't linger, opting instead to walk the periphery of the property. Wind rustles through the leaves, branches creaking. There's a soft chime on the breeze, like a church bell, off in the distance. The rear has no windows on the ground floor, which gives the house an oddly naked quality, like something has been erased. There are windows on the upper floor, though you can't see through them from down here. At the ground level, the basement window wells have been filled with rocks, rendering them non-functional. At the back of the property, rather than a jail, you find a hedgerow just beyond a fountain. The fountain itself is, an ancient and dry, is ancient and dry with a figure of justice blindly holding her scales in the center. She looks like she must have been recently been scoured because the hints of former plant growth show on the two-tone fading pattern that now defines the sculpture. It's an odd effect, like she's been a bastion of light on the surface, while her own inner darkness reaches out to strangle her. Oof. Ooh. Yikes. Something moves in your periphery and you turn to get a better look. At the rear of the property, near the forest edge, sits a shed. A cabin in the woods, certainly old, but not 1800s old. A rustle in the bushes settles at your eyes' track towards the movement. Was it a cameraman for the show? Maybe. Hmm. There's a definite lingering shadow in the back of your mind telling you the figure in your periphery was a man. You can't pull up the image, but the feeling is as unshakable as it is unsettling.
0: Yikes.
1: You got two choices. One, it's getting dark. You don't want to be late. Time to head inside the house. Or two, if he's filming you, he won't go far. Go look inside the woodshed and find out.
0: Well, I think I'm a little bit more of a scaredy cat, yeah. so I think I'm probably going to head inside because I'm not going to check that fucking shed. You kidding me? I'm not about to die right now. I
1: know, and you like had a certain timeline; you had to be there, so it makes sense. It makes sense. All right, over the threshold, you walk the path leading onto the front porch, climb the steps, and continue right up to the front door. The door is black with bronze trim. The bronze has aged smoothness to it, with a sheen that's accented by grim in the creases, but has evidently been regularly, or at least recently, polished. Mm. The wood itself doesn't appear painted like the natural grain in deep obsidian. Perhaps it's been charred. While the bronze glows, the wood absorbs all the light, like an entrance to a cave. There's a heavy door knocker in the shape of a wolf or a hound, holding a ring in its mouth that... It's a fearsome beast, but you reach out to knock anyway. The bronze ring groans as you lift, giving the impression of a low growl from the guard dog. But when you lower the ring to knock, the door simply pushes open. Damn. You, move, you cautiously head inside, and as the wind picks up behind you, a few leaves in the ho- follow you into the house, and you instinctively turn to close the door to stop the breeze. The door closes. The wind stops and there's a slight electronic whir as the door seals and locks itself. Mm. A keypad next to the door flashes armed. This is it. You've sealed yourself in and you realize the game has begun. It's sunset, night one. You'll need to spend three nights here, after which you'll have one and will be permitted to leave. Time to get comfortable. Wait. With a sudden flash of panic, you realize you've left your suitcase in the car. No! You were so taken by the house, you completely forgot to bring it with you. (laughs) You mutter a curse, grimacing at your own foolishness. Welcome home, a man says in a posh British accent. When you turn, you expect to see a butler waiting the entry, but you're still alone. The hairs stand up on the back of your neck. It's a wide open entryway with nowhere to hide. But the voice sounded so close. What now?
2: Oh, God. Two
1: choices. (laughs) One, step forward and say, hello, is someone there? Or two, say nothing, step forward into the house to get a better look.
0: Well, of course, I gotta be, like, polite, so I gotta say hello. You're very
1: much a hello person.
0: Hello! <laughs> hello, who's there? Who's there? All right, let's do it. Are you hot?
1: <laughs> you're
0: British so, British, so you're all... He's already 50% on the way there.
1: All right? All right, it says, welcome home. Hello, is there someone there, you ask, stepping further into the house. Here you find a suitcase to your immediate left. This is not, not the centerpiece of the room, as you might have imagined in a historic manner, but rather almost shoved to the side as if it was hidden. The stairs wrap the periphery of the foyer. That sounds like favorite word. Periphery. Have you Periphery. Noticed, like, yeah, that, like, he said that a bunch, times, at least. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the stairs wrap the periphery of the foyer, climbing up and circling out of view behind the large chandelier overhead. There's a door beneath the stairs, kept closed. You're here, of course, and we're so glad that you've arrived. The British voice replies cheerfully from nowhere, from everywhere.
0: Everywhere? Everything all at once, or what? <laughs> He's talking
1: to you, ah! You said, who's glad? Who are you? A house where a ghost greets you the instant you walk inside would certainly qualify as severely haunted.
0: I think <laughs> that's hospitality, personally. No,
1: I think they're just kind ghosts. I think
0: though.
1: so. <laughs> And if you're going to spend three nights here, you figure there's no point in being shy. It was a disembodied voice with no physical presence. So you assume it's not the butler. And you're and you'd be wrong, mostly. <laughs> Why? I'm Hermes, your personal assistant. Welcome home. Now the whiz comes from straight ahead. You pass beneath the foyer chandelier through an open floor plan walkway into the kitchen. To the right is a pair of sliding pocket doors, currently open to reveal a den with a fireplace, built-in bookshelves, and leather furniture. The room is larger than what you can make out from here. I'm glad to see you're not coy, but the last owner I had to make sure a dreadful effort. You said, oh, I'm not the owner. I'm here to, uh, Hmm. the ghost said, let's not get cut up on titles, hmm? I learn your schedule and preferences soon enough. Whoa. (laughs) Stepping through to the kitchen, you're greeted with a surprising sight. Everything is modern, sleek, and updated. The kitchen is large but strange. Gadgets line the counter, many of which you can't even be sure of their function. It's all very new and possibly even befitting a prototype model home. Hmm. Looking about the kitchen, you step towards the gas range just as a burner ignites. You step back as the cabinet from above opens, and a pan swoops down with an electronic whirring. The pan is set atop the burner by a thin mechanical arm, the source of which resides inside the cabinet and folds itself into place as the door closes. Dinner shall be ready, the British man says. I can summon you from the den if you'd like to help yourself to the bar. Shall I set a fire? Mm. The refrigerator, refrigerator door cracks open, sending a cold blast of air your way. Three choices. You ready?
2: Oh, shit.
1: One, explore the house a bit before heading to the den. Two, stay and watch a cook dinner, even if you might be in the splash zone. Or three, go straight to the den for a cocktail. Wow. <laughs> what you picking?
0: <laughs> Listen, as a 23-year-old man... <laughs> Who's enjoying himself and figuring himself out. Right. I think option three, go to the lounge for a cocktail sounds very enticing. Yeah. I
1: would not doubt. That's definitely what I was.
0: Yeah. 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 Give me a drink if I'm staying here. Yeah, exactly. I need to be a little messed up if I'm going to be staying in this house, you know?
1: You're not wrong. All right. Shaken, not stirred. Ooh. The den opens into a larger room once he passed through the sliding doors. There are a pair of large windows with beautifully molded arched recesses set into the wall, which look out the front side of the house. You cast a glance towards your car, but darkness has already overtaken this remote area and you can't see anything.
2: Mm-hmm. The
1: glass is old and hand blown, which further distorts your vision. There are no street lights and the tall trees blot out the stars and moon. There's a glinting reflection that might be your car's windshield, and you tilt your head to see if it's a new if a new angle helps. As you do so, the reflection distorts, like someone stepping across the glinting light. It's quick, then it's gone. Hmm. Oh good. You repeat the motion, but the effect does not repeat. You can't make anything out. Nothing but the dark abyss staring back at you. Shifting your focus back inside the room, there's a fainting couch beneath one window and a recliner in the corner past the second window, nearest a bookshelf and reading lamp. The center of the room holds a left seat and sofa centered on the fireplace. It's a recent gas model of decent size, but not overly large, and is presently without flame. Based on the position of the house, the fireplace must abut against the rear of the kitchen. Perhaps they share gas connection lines? Continuing the modernity... Modern, Modernization mm. <laughs> that's, a, that's hard to read when you're drunk uh, <laughs> anyway, We're not
0: drunk, what? <laughs> not at I'm not as think as you drunk I am <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, continuing the modernization of the house A television is mounted above the mantel On either side of the fireplace The walls extend into deep built-in bookshelves Leading to the recliner on the front side by the second window The opposite corner, nearest the interior, features a full bar. Uh
2: There you go.
1: At least that could help settle your nerves before bedtime. If the producers of the show are going to put you through some kind of nightmarish theme park haunting experience, there's little reason to go on a ride sober. (laughs) Uh Then again, you may want your wits about you. On the coffee table in the center of the house, there's a large scrapbook entitled A History of the Tansky House. Well, two choices.
2: Mm.
1: One, see what's in the scrapbook. It was obviously left out. They want you to read it. Or two, no ghost stories yet. Make yourself a drink and kill time while waiting for dinner. (sighs) (laughs) These are both intriguing.
0: Well, see, I mean... A good cocktail always goes good with dinner. <laughs> You're and, not right. I mean, while the scrapbook does sound enticing, especially if I'm in this place alone, I'm like, I might as well enjoy it. So I think I'm going to go the cocktail route.
1: I got you. Ah! <laughs> he
0: sounds like an alcoholic.
1: That <laughs> even. I hope I went to the right page. <laughs> <laughs> A passage of time. The bar is fully stocked. Everything you need for a Bloody Mary, Dark and Stormy, Snake Bite, or a Zombie is set out before you. Ooh, that's all drinks.
0: Yeah. Oh, a Bloody Mary. Well, of Bloody course.
1: Mary. Have you had a Dark and Stormy?
0: Or neither Snake or Bite. Snake
1: Bite or a Zombie. I didn't even know those were drinks. So I'm in shook. your head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the cranberries. Anyways,
1: <laughs> after picking your poison, you take your glass and look to the bookshelves. An odd assortment of volumes reside on these shelves. You make a mental note to check them out in more detail later. For now, you walk along their length, browsing. The twin built-ins are separated by the fireplace. As you pass, you feel a draft coming from somewhere on the wall. The fume left open? Or worse, a crack in the gas mechanisms? You sniff, but snuff, but smell nothing.
0: Sniff and scratch, That's baby. In
1: <laughs> Atop the fireplace mantel are several lace doily patterns. Laid out to cover the length of it. Something about the needlework is strongly evocative of a spiderweb. Not an outright Halloween decoration, but the impression is unshakable. Beneath the lacework, letters have been carved into the wood, which these fabrics were covering. You slide them back to reveal a sinisterly etched message. Dennis lived in evil, as a devil sinned. Once again, Dennis lived as a devil sinned. uh These letters are oddly mirror images of one another in the manic hand carved scrawl. They're deep, rough gouges in the wood, and you run your fingers over the letters to see if they've smoothed with time. The mirroring was intentional. It's a palindrome, you realize. At this very second, the fireplace roars to life. The unexpected plume of light and heat sets your heart racing. And you instinctively jump back, drink sloshing over the edges of your glass. You take a moment to compose yourself as well as a long gulp from your drink. You remind yourself, there's an automated assistant at work, and everything here could have been planned just for television. Of course. (laughs) Still, this was truly a severely haunted house. Something could have been upset by your disturbing... That doily covering. It feels like the producers have set up the perfect catch-22. If you're someone who's a non-believer, you can write off truly paranormal activity as pyrotechnic effects. Or, if you're overly prone to assigning agency to seemingly random effects, you'll find something sinister in every situation. How can you ever know what to believe in this house? Dinner is served, the British voice says. If you'd like to come through the dining room, a note has been left for you. Not my choice here. Oh, no. <laughs> the note says, oh, sorry. It says, head into the dining room to see what else has been cooked up for you. Oh, There's God. No it's going
0: to be my head. I guarantee <laughs> you.
1: you just... to the dining room. <laughs> the offering.
0: Holy shit.
1: Realizing you're not quite sure where the dining room is, you head back towards the kitchen. "'How do I get to the dining room?' you ask aloud. "'I take the hallway. Had I legs?' Hermes replies. "'Well, that's helpful, but the food is being cooked by an automaton, so it can't have traveled far. Indeed, there is a turnoff just to the left of the kitchen entrance that you hadn't noticed when you first walked in to meet the strained, disembodied voice who now summons you to dinner. "'The turnoff leads down the hall, and there's a sweet, smoky fragrance as you enter the corridor.' not quite food related but more akin to pipe tobacco the smell dissipates quickly as you continue like it would if he had only briefly passed by a smoker's lounge hmm. the hallway wraps clockwise in the edge of the kitchen sorry the hallway wraps clockwise around the edge of the kitchen and leads into a dining room you some, you're somewhat disoriented by the house but you reason that you're now inside an opposite wing to that of the den The open space between the two on your mental map must be a behind-the-scenes connection that involves the kitchen somehow. Perhaps that explains how a hot meal was delivered to the dining table without any evidence of who or what placed it there. You remember this slight metal arm that held the skillet in the kitchen and looked around the periphery of the dining room in hopes of catching sight of a similar mechanism here. But if such a device exists in the dining room, it's seamless and invisible. Hmm. Instead, you're greeted by a long antique table, great enough to seat an entire dinner party. The dining room itself is large and and open with a buffet and china cabinet on opposing walls. A single place set at one head of the table and a large portrait of Sheriff Tansky on the opposite wall. Looks like he'll be the only one joining you for supper. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Everything is set out according to etiquette. Extra plates, glasses, etc., a full spread. Your meal is covered with a warming dome, waiting for you to have a seat and begin. A glass of red wine is poured, and there's a small printed note on the stationery next to the plate. It's a form of postcard, like the one delivered to your house earlier today. Just to be sure, you take the folded note from your pocket to compare. They're exactly the same.
2: Damn. Right down
1: to the way the typography is pressed onto the stock card. This note reads... Have a seat. Raise a glass to the progenitor of the house and say the following words. I present myself as offering. Once you have completed the toast, the clock starts. Well, that's ominous, but it should make for good TV. Sheriff Tansky's door countenance stares at you, perpetually angry. The colors are bright and vibrant, no cracking in the oils. The paint is so fresh it could still be drying. The man in the picture must be the original owner of the house and is likely his seat at the head of the table that you're now meant to occupy. Mm. He doesn't seem too pleased with this development. <laughs> Taking a seat, you claim the wine glass and prepared to say the words, telling yourself it's just a cash for show. Besides, you can't win the game if you don't play by the rules. It's a simple task, really. You look around, but you're not sure where the cameras might be hidden, where you should look around while you say the toast. With a deep breath, you hold the glass high and address the portrait of Sheriff Tamsky. You know what he said again? You want to hmm. say it? Alright, Ethan, you have to say, I present myself as offering. Say it.
0: I present myself as offering.
1: You say. Oh. Hamming it up as an overcompensation for your nerves. Oh yeah, <laughs> he presented himself. <laughs>
0: uh, I am presenting. <laughs> that's
1: so funny. All right, <laughs> this moment will likely make the marketing campaigns. That's <laughs> can <laughs> as like a trailer. <laughs> Ethan, I present myself. My is
0: offering? <laughs> Forget tribute. We're past that. We're
1: over this. We're
0: offering. Uh,
1: that's so funny. Alright, it could even be on the intro that plays before each episode. <laughs> and overall, you feel like you nailed it. To celebrate, you finish the gesture with a long drink from the wine glass. It's a nice, full, and dry red. Moreover, this feels like you're toasting to your future success. It's hard not to smile at the thought of a million dollars for a three-night staycation. <clears throat> you lift your silver dome atop the food, and a plume of steam rises to greet you. Once the vapor dissipates, you get a good look at the plate. Hope you like red meat because there before you is the bloodiest steak you've ever seen. Oh it's, <laughs> it's raw. It's straight raw. Sorry, it's rare. <laughs> raw <laughs> <I'm just kidding.
0: laughs>
1: The juices pull out towards the sides, roasted fingerling potatoes, a buttered ear of corn and grilled artichoke hearts. Still another glance up to Sheriff Tansky, you see now the lawman's glare has softened ever so slightly. Wine has made many an insufferable man more tolerable, and you tell yourself it's just your imagination. But he seems pleased that you made your toast, and now that you've uncovered the meal, he looks hungry. Mm. I'll clear up later, Hermes says after dinner. For now, you want to head upstairs. Lights out at 9 p.m. Breakfast served bright and early. There are two bedrooms for you to choose from. Both are quite comfortable, and I have a water closet and suite. The last owners of the house chose to sleep separately, so there are two master bedrooms, in a sense. The Madonna room, where the madam sleep. Madonna? Madonna room. Oh,
0: my God.
1: And the Navy room, where the master would retire. Do let me know where you've chosen your final resting place.
0: Oh, my God. I don't like
1: that. Do I get to see them first, you ask? (laughs) Of course. You'll find everything ready for you presently. The Navy room will be to your left as you head upstairs, while the Madonna room will be straight ahead on the northeast face.
0: This guy is definitely a sweepstakes person. I totally see him <laughs> banner whiting the shit out of this. <laughs> uh, you get your, you your freaking destination of a lifetime the Madonna room. I I see it. It's a three night stay in the he's... beautiful, luscious room. Please
1: try, you? On. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's <so funny>. Anyways. <laughs> You're good. Well, the Madonna will be straight ahead on the northeast face, this help is meant to stay down here. Sorry, the help is meant to stay down here. The living quarters are for family only, so I'll offer my good night presently. Unless there's anything else you need before turning in? Question mark. Hermes leaves it open like a question. You hesitate, failing to think of anything you might need. So he continues. Excellent. Both rooms are perfectly adequate, rest assured. Only you should know, Madame was a sensitive woman and felt her bedroom was the only place where the spirits in the house will let her rest. Whereas the master of the house was a more practical man and found the comfort and security of his own room were paramount to a good night's sleep.
2: Mm.
1: I see you say... You'll have plenty of time to explore the house on the whole after breakfast, so I recommend an early evening. You'll find fresh towels in the en- you know, sorry. You'll find fresh towels in the ensuite, a spare duvet and more, and a deadbolt lock installed in the door. Find your room quickly. Lights out at nine o'clock, and do sleep well. With that, the dining room is silent once more. An early evening sound finds with you if you're meant to stay here for three nights. Running out the clock is a perfectly acceptable strategy towards a million dollar prize. The offering website mentioned tasks, but you've only had one thus far in the form of the toast. Perhaps you'll we'll find another printed note for you by the bedside table. As you rise from your seat, the chair slides back on the hardwood floor and you take your leave. Your footfalls echo in the quiet hallway leading away from the dining room, around the past the kitchen, out to the entryway once more. In the corner between the closed door and the staircase, there's a hall tree featuring a grandfather clock in a small stand. Upon the stand you see a realtor's business card and a brochure on this house listing. The grandfather clock reads just past 8, 8, 8 PM. Two choices. Go take a closer look at the clock and brochure, or leave exploring for tomorrow and head upstairs. <sighs>
0: You know what? I am kind of sleepy. I feel like maybe I should just go upstairs. Go
1: upstairs. All right, let's see. Upstairs. You (laughs) grab hold of the ornately carved wooden railing and start upstairs. Once you've climbed a half dozen steps, you're about to turn onto the first landing when you hear a creaking from behind. Looks like someone else is coming up the stairs. You pause, and a moment later, so too the echo pauses. Mm -hmm. It must be the wooden floorboard settling you rationalize. From the first landing, you can get a better look at the chandelier that hangs in the foyer. In addition to the dangling crystal, there are ten candlelight stations that once literally held candles. Newly upgraded to electric candlelights. You can imagine the task in a different era. A servant igniting the display using an acolyte's lighter. A bell snuffer on the backside used to extinguish the candles at 9 o'clock for lights out. Another footstep creaks below. You turn and scan the empty staircase for a moment more, then head up towards the second floor. After your own creaking steps begin anew, so too does their echoes. You pause and the phantom footfalls also stop an instant later, as if testing to make sure it's just a repetition of your own movement. You take two deliberately heavy strides and pause again, one creaking reverberation, then another. Then a third. Mm. An involuntarily shiver runs down your spine as the extra step, and you quickly continue up the stairs. The phantom follows, growing faster in the cadence. You speed your pace, but so too does your pursuer. Oh, faster yikes. and faster until you reach the upper floor and start up the staircase. You spin around as the echoing footsteps race up after you. Just as they would reach you, the ethereal doppelganger stops not falling onto the hardwood hallway of the upper level. You back away at a few more paces, distance from your stairs, realizing you've started breathing heavier. The wood creaks beneath your steps, but does not echo. Letting out a sigh, you look around. Let out a sigh. Let out a sigh. <sighs> oh, there you go. Sharing the second floor landing, there's a grand piano which would sit above the den. Behind it, there are turrets turreted windows which would offer stunning panoramic views of the grounds from the piano benches in the light of day. Another window floats near the chandelier, but is inaccessible due to the drop down below. Opposite there is a hallway on the other side of the stairwell banister. There are two rooms, one with a single door single closed door, very much very much like the one below the stairs, while the other has a plantation style set of double doors. Further left the hallway continues out of view. And around the corner to the right, there's another stairwell leading further up into the house. Beneath these stairs, there's a small door, only about three feet high. Then the hall continues to another doorway, which is open but dark inside. Where mm-hmm. to? Mm-hmm. I mean, I wish you could say you can do another choice, but I, I think that's going to be
0: where we're going to have to end that's it, though. Fine. Yeah. yeah.
1: Man, you survived that whole time. You just were examining the whole I was house. just examining.
0: I was just very curious. I think that's what we should do, you know?
1: That's right. I mean, that's intriguing. I'd love to. I'll, I'll leave this book. I for want to, you. like, yeah. I'll leave it here. I'll make it a little
0: dog little ear. Mold. Oh, no, not in the book. Ah! Just it's, m- it's ours
1: anyway. That's but, right. But um, that's intriguing. So this house is freaking haunted. I wonder what's chasing you because there's something there.
0: (laughs) Something is obviously following me. And what I love is that I'm like so like ambiguous to this. I mean, in real life, I feel like I'd be like very like, what the fuck is this? But like, I'm just like... We'll shrug it and off. Like, like, let's just keep going. A million
1: dollars. For a million dollars. Story? That's all I need.
0: Yeah, I don't need uh-huh. to worry about anything.
1: That is funny, but I feel like that one's gonna be a lot scarier the further. Dude, you go I
0: know. I'm like, this cover looks scary. I'm like, ooh. I mean, just with,
1: like, I-, I got spooked when I saw that. Like, people were chasing me up the stairs. I was like, oh. Uh-uh,
0: uh-uh. Meanwhile, I'm like, it's fine. It's like, a typical Tuesday night, you know. She's listening to so the kind cool. of music that. He doesn't like
1: I don't know You and whatever Tanskis lived in the house So you're screwed but- You
0: know what the Tanskis sound like good people You know what they're probably Jewish You know <laughs> We can get along just fine uh, It's fine I got this
1: You know what, I think, so be with Ethan during A Haunted House and be with me during A Zombie Apocalypse. You're set for life. Dude, yeah. We made great choices.
0: We, obviously, we survived, gosh. We did,
1: for like a whole 40 minutes. It's pretty solid. That's pretty
0: impressive, I would say so. I
1: agree, I agree.
0: Also, I learned that Pam can, like, navigate, or, like, read a whole book. I would listen to an audio (laughs) tape of you, honestly.
1: Thank you. I love reading, um, but I definitely am, like, intrigued, but... It was difficult. I will say in this one, it was hard to like There was a lot of reading. When... I would
0: see you open another part and I was like, fuck, I should have chosen the one that would be short.
1: <laughs> and that's like, the end, you're dead. No. I was
0: like, I kept waiting. I was like, I didn't see the, the end. I didn't see a little.
1: Well, so I like, like flipping through to get to the, like the page he chose. Like I saw like the ends all over. So like, you must Jesus. have made the choices to avoid dying. So.
0: Well, I don't have my fucking suitcase. So like, what the fuck am I going to do? I know. Do? I
1: cannot believe you forgot the suitcase. SM- well,
0: I mean, if I would have just gone into the house, this is what always happens. I get distracted, and then I forget the important (laughs) shit. I
1: wonder if you would have remembered the suitcase if you had just gone in. Mm. That's
0: intriguing. That's a story for another day.
1: yeah, takeaways from this is um, definitely um, any haunted house, I'm going with Ethan. Uh, (laughs) He's going to be the leader, so if you So we're going to go to Moriarty
0: to McCall's pumpkin patch? Is that what I'm hearing? I guess
1: so, but you're going first. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. Ah! you die first,
0: I'll run the opposite way. Oh, so you're a runner. I'm the person who stays and fights. Okay, no, we're learning. No, I'm a
1: runner. You're, you're the fight on the flight, for sure. The fight and the flight.
0: Okay. Well, you know, we got variety. That's important. <laughs> but, yeah, so that was really cool. I think, obviously, go check out uh, James Chenep. He makes some really cool books. I really enjoy the content that he produces. Yes. And all credit goes to him. Like, this was really incredible, and I'm really glad that we got to do this. And shout out to Pam for getting these books as well.
1: Hey, so, no, I'm excited. So I'm going to give Ethan this book, and you'll have to ask both of us later on. How did we, we did. Yeah. Did we do it?
0: Did we do it? We'll
1: just make a commitment. We'll have to finish it up and, like, figure out if we survive or not. I'm going to do it myself. you do it for you?
0: Yes, yes, yes. Sounds good. Well, kind of wrapping up the episode then, though um i want to hear pam you know i had a lot of rants this week i was really trying to it was hard to like kind of narrow it down what i wanted to rant about but i am very curious she did write down something here that i'm intrigued about so i think you should start (laughs) out first so i want to hear about your rant this week
1: so uh what i wrote down was Fucking contacts. Some of you may know, some of you may not. I've had glasses since I was in second grade. Um, So I've always been kind of blind. Um, But, you know, I had glasses for a long time in my life until about... Freshman or sophomore year of high schools when I started getting into contacts and honestly that was like the best thing for me the best thing for like my self-esteem and everything because like I love that. as much as people like you know for some people like glasses are the way to go for me I'm very much a contacts person. It makes me feel more comfortable on myself and everything but as you get older money is stretched thinner, you know, and so contacts aren't cheap <laughs> so um I realized the other day I hadn't been to my eye doctor in a second, so I was trying to order another set of contacts, and they're like, oh, sorry, you have to have an appointment with us before we can give you oh more contacts.
0: Oh, my God. And
1: then they're like, but we'll give you, like, a sample pair before hmm. you have the appointment, and it was, like, a month later, and that's how long my contacts are. I was like, okay, sure, I'll take the sample, drive oh, by, God. pick up the sample, and for, like, a week, it worked out great. My contacts worked as they should. And then the other day, I wake up, and I do my routine, and I go to put in my contacts, and I'm looking, and one of my contacts looks split, (sighs) completely split, and I'm like... It must just be my no, eyes yeah, exactly. tricking me, right? You know, I,
0: you got 20, 50 vision. Like, right. what else do you expect? Yeah, to, like
1: 25,000. Like, yeah, right? Exactly. So good, But, like, <laughs> <laughs> I open, I, like, pull out the contact on my finger. And no joke, my contact is split
2: no way entirely halfway
1: through. And I am living because... My eye appointment isn't for another couple of weeks. And this is my only pair of contacts.
0: No. Oh, so this is why you're donning the glasses yes. today. Okay. I'm
1: so frustrated because, like, my contacts last for about a month. But I split my contacts within a week. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm like...
0: Those are Ah! those are some powerful eyes, folks. I mean,
1: (laughs) they could pierce
0: through anything. Oh, yum! I have such
1: intense stares, but like, I'm just so frustrated because. I love contacts. It's giving me a lot of confidence. But, like, why are they so easy to rip? Why is it that, like, you know, I look one way and I blink and all of a sudden my contacts flipped inside my eye and it hurts. I'm like, ah, oh, I need to put it back where it's normally no supposed mom
2: to be. No,
1: <laughs> It's oh a struggle. I'm just so frustrated because now, like Ethan said, I'm donning these glasses looks and I have it's to wear
0: It's cute. Them. It's cute. Oh, thanks. You're she so can sweet. rock it.
1: But um I have to wear them for another two weeks and I'm not happy about it because like I ripped my contacts <laughs> and I'm so mad. <laughs> like
0: SpongeBob, she ripped her ripped pants.
1: Her pants. I'm exactly. oh, just kidding. But now it's my contacts. But like uh, sorry, that's my frustration uh, this
0: week. But, but <laughs> it's
1: <awkward. laughs>
0: She's beautiful, she can rock anything, so I'm not entirely I'm stressed about you. it.
1: I'm not either, but still stressful. Stressful. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh!
1: What about you, Ethan? I want to hear your rant.
0: Ooh, do you really? Okay. Oh, of
1: course I do.
0: So, all right. All
1: right. I don't
0: know if I've ever told you this, Pam. All right,
1: let's hear it.
0: But I'm allergic to pussy in every way that you can be. <laughs> <laughs> so okay,
1: maybe I knew that, but what are, you, what are you talking about?
0: So, um, here I have like throughout my life watched. A lot of pets, right?
1: Right. Um,
0: I've watched fish. I've watched cats, horses.
1: Dogs. Dogs. Yeah.
0: Like, you know, I'm, I'm a house sitter. Like, that's typically the thing that I do.
1: That's a good pastime. It's a sure. good
0: pastime. You know, right. some passive income. It's good, right? Right, right. So, anyways, what my rant about this week is fucking cats. The pussy. Right? <laughs> so... There has been some cats in my life that are sweet, like they cuddle up on me. It's kind of like a child, right? Like right. I might not want children in this moment, but it's sweet when they like kind of like
1: are super sweet super to you. Sweet to you yeah. So like I
0: enjoy that. But I have had some demon fucking cats in my life.
2: <laughs> You're kidding. And
0: <laughs> no, I'm not kidding, Pam. Bless and him. <laughs> this kind of, you know, like, I get it. They are nocturnal creatures. Like, they have, like, their own little, like,
2: time life line. and
0: timeline. Yeah. But when I hear three in the morning something that sounds like a fucking ghost coming from the hallway.
2: <laughs> ah!
0: Like, something, someone is being murdered, and I wake up and I'm like fucking terrified that like somebody is dead in my apartment. It is horrible. It is terrifying. And, you know, it's not fun walking by your bed and your feet are being pawed at by some little creature, (laughs) and you're, you feel like you're fucking like, prisoner in your own home it's not great and when this cat (laughs) runs out the fucking door and runs down the stairs and you're chasing after it not a great time but you know it's interesting the feline community i feel like in some capacities i relate i feel like i have like the characteristics of a cat (laughs) but at the same time fuck cats Fuck them. I'm allergic to them. They make me puff up. If I like rub my nose at all, I start sneezing. It's just not a fun experience. Like, why are cats like this? Why can't they just be adorable creatures that I can love and hold and caress? And you know what? They will fucking eat you, right? Like, (laughs) if you die. The cat will fucking eat you. A dog does not. The dog will mourn your death. It will set up like a fucking funeral. Meanwhile, this cat is, like, putting the, like, napkin around its neck and is like, fuck yes, I've been waiting for this moment. So I'm just like, demons. Cats are fucking demons.
1: I mean... That's probably what was following you behind the stairs. <laughs> I think like, it was a, cat. was a cat. Literally, I was like, this
0: <laughs> fucking bitch is a cat. I'm like, God damn it. I'm going to die to a cat because that is my <laughs> destiny. That is
1: so, so funny. <sighs> I haven't had much experience with cats, I'll say. But the ones I've known have very distinct personalities. So
0: Very, very, very. I get you. Yeah. So, wild. <laughs> so that's my rant. I and- love it. <laughs> but yeah so thank
1: you all for joining us on this tipsy episode dude yeah this was like tipsy (laughs) as fuck
0: honestly like i like looked down at a certain point during this episode i had to go to the restroom and like you know when you look in the mirror sometimes and you're like i'm not drunk i felt like i was doing that shit i looked at me i was like i was like
1: i'm fine
0: i was like game face game face ethan we are not drunk right now we got this (laughs) And that's how you know you're drunk. So, anyways, so thank you for joining us. Um, Of course, follow us on social media. We Go Off Podcast on Instagram. Leave a like and review wherever you listen to your podcast because it really gives us more exposure. It's always a great time. And honestly, we like to see what you guys have to say. Right. So,
1: we will see you guys next week when We Go go Off.
0: off. Bye, guys.